Hi and welcome everyone to the 46th episode of CRM Rocks. This is Marcus Alonson and today's podcast will be about the first view on Dynamics 365. And with me today I have Philip Linden from Microsoft Consultant Services. Philip is a Microsoft Dynamics CRM Senior Consultant at Dynamics Domain, Azure Afaciendo, proud father and partner passionate working at Microsoft. Welcome, Philip Berlinden. Hi. Hi, Marcus. Great. How are you doing? Great, great. Thank you. Uh, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm just fine. Thank you. So uh, what is a good customer relationship for you? Uh, that's a good question. Just um, just to make it clear, I'm, 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 of course, working at Microsoft, but currently I'm not representing Microsoft, uh, just for the records. So um, all the opinions and views I would be sharing with you uh, and, and the public are, of course, my own, huh? just for the record. So um, to get back on your question, um, could you repeat it once, please? Yeah, sure. What's a good customer relationship for you? <laughs> well, <laughs> concerning that question, I would love to see the new feature we are introducing in Dynamics 365. There we have the relationship assistance. I really love that new feature because it's using your CRM and let's say Office 365 data to really measure and see the impact you as a, let's say, business or end user would be having with that relationship. So it really helps you in determining if you have a good relationship or not. Does it make sense? Yeah, sure it does. And uh, so who are your customer? Well, uh, currently I, I've been engaged in a lot of projects, um, even from before Microsoft. So I started maybe 10 or 11 years ago in Dynamics CRM when I was uh, internally working at a large insurance company in Belgium. And then after four or five years, I moved to a partner position where I got engaged with a lot of different let's say, um, verticals and projects in different sectors. And it was insurance, banking, public sector, um, from small to medium to even very large. And um, yeah, let's say the last year, um, I've been engaged in more, let's say, um, international projects uh, spanning one or more countries or um, having questions from customers that want to do that, for example. And not only for a small subset of users, sometimes for larger user groups. So that's quite a, a challenging, uh, let's say, period for me, because I'm learning a lot of new capabilities and possibilities that we, we see and can drive in multi-tenancy, for example. So that must be like CRM4, something like that? When I started, yeah, correct. Um, no, uh, actually it was first CRM 3.0 and then we saw some lacking features in the advanced find functionality that were resolved in CRM 4.0. So we quickly uh, installed CRM 4.0 uh, at that time. Yeah, Th these are very different times than that. <laughs> yeah, certainly, indeed. So, so what is it that you do? Um, it's services. So, um, 
I can't, let's say, explain everything, but let me try to, to round it up a little bit. We really do delivery work. Uh, we, we are at, 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 let's say, customer sites, and we do hands-on work on deliverables and on CRM systems. So I think it's, it's a lot of work that I've done already in the past as an internal position uh, at a partner, and now even at Microsoft, and that's what I love doing. And I'm just trying to broaden my, my personal scope um, on, on, on the world and on, on, on the services and the consulting. So that's really driving me to engage deeper and better with customers, with partners, with, with the community like you, Marcus. Yeah, so it sounds like you're doing customization and, and building a, a complete solution for the customer or something like that. And Those are possible uh, actions or, or things. Okay. Like yeah, of course. But it, it can go broader also. It can be pre-sales related work. It can be, you know, um, giving advice related to architecture, uh, you know, really getting the value out of um, yeah, the, the investments that, that our customers do, you know. About this uh, Dynamics 365, what is it? <laughs> what is it? Well, um, yeah, let's start easy, right? <laughs> did you see uh, the the summit last week uh, in Tampa, the online broadcast with Scott Guthrie? Um, yeah, the first we view on like the 11th of October, was it that? Uh, I think so, uh, if I'm not mistaken. So, um, and and actually, if you have seen it, then you know what it is, of course. Um, but maybe um, to get, uh, let's say, uh, easy on this and start uh, f not from a blank page. Um, I think we found a, a public blog post somewhere, which does a, a kind of high-level roundup of of what happened in, in, in that, uh, let's say, live broadcast. Um, maybe we could use that as a as an entry point. What do you say? Uh, sure, and we can add the, the links to the, the YouTube uh, video also. I mean, okay. here's a one and a half hour long video with the presentation and yeah. such an Adela is there and, and talking about Dynamics 365. Yeah, correct, correct. And uh, I did not see every part of it, seen a lot of interesting parts and and the ones that really interest me where i already see actionable content for you know customers that i really would like to share with you um, from a personal point of view okay um, so what is what's the value here what well why are we looking at this in in the first place then <clears throat> um the value you know sierra uh, do you know ERP, Marcus? Me? No, not really. I know what it is, but um, I'm, I haven't been working in it or developed for it or customized like, like AX or something like that. No. Well, similar for me, for example. Huh? Um, but of course, there, there are, in, in, certainly in enterprise, a lot of interactions between these two, let's say, uh, business solutions. And I, in the offering, what you see now as Dynamics 365, you see that around these um, core business solutions, 
there is an um, let's say a new kind of uh, investment or, or capabilities that we didn't have before in which we see that those integrations between the different uh, points of view are being catered for in a new let's say offering or licensing model that's what i'm understanding you know um, and i think it's also um, following you know the vision of microsoft you know empowering every person and organization in the world to achieve more so if you can for example solve integration problems and scalability and and security uh, for a company and and provide it as a service yeah, i think you're making that message really real you see yeah i do see and that's and that's i think um one of the aspects of Dynamics 365, but there is a lot more in it, of course. I'm I'm not a sales guy, so, <laughs> uh, but of course I, I, I love these products, you know. Um, 20 years ago, 10 years ago, now, um, it's really driving innovation now. It's, it's really something new, a new story, let's say a new wave on, 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 our, on, on that roadmap. Of, of Microsoft and it's really nice to see this you know um, if you start tomorrow as a new business you, you can even cherry-pick with which service or which component you would like to start uh, maybe that's marketing or sales or customer service you have different capabilities here and I like the openness of Microsoft nowadays that they're sort of head really opening up and, and talking about okay this is the roadmap that we're thinking about so they announced this dynamics 365 this summer and now they're realizing it and i think they said the first of november right mm-hmm. um yeah i heard that also um i think it's also uh let's say an, another kind of architecture that enables um, these, these kind of modern companies to achieve more in lesser times. And it's again, you know, that empowerment story, you know. If, if you know IT operations, you know dev operations, uh, there's a lot of, or there was a lot of work coming into those equations, you know, uh, setting up infrastructure, for example. I, I did SBS in the past, you know, and, and it was, I loved the product personally at that time because it's embedded, you know, everything, you know, Exchange, SharePoint, Active Directory services. But at a certain moment, you also need to take care of maintenance and uptime and backups and, and reboots. And, you know, hardware is evolving, but the product gets security updates and the disks are full, uh, running full. Uh, because you're aggregating a lot of data and that that gives strain on IT operations and on budgets. And now, within half a year, you see a complete new story and and, and a new offering and and new capabilities. There are, as far as I can see, a lot of um, common ground on on Azure uh, platform services and platform as a service. For example, the common data model um, as far as I know, I, you know, it's SQL Azure behind it. But there is a, a nice UI in which you can easily 
um, let's say, configure the, the data model, like you can do that today also in dynamic CRM, of course. Um, but the fact that you already have SQL Azure and you have Azure Web Apps, for example, give you a very straightforward path to build an application very fast. And, and it's that base of innovation and the, let's say, uh, the capability that you can drive um, new functionality very fast into the market, which, which should be an advantage for, for software companies. I think, you know, that, that would be great if you can do that. And, and that's the, the story I like because, you know, in the end, if, if you know a little bit of everything, you can appreciate, uh, let's say, um, advancements in certain areas. And, and, you know, that's what I like. And that's what I also see in, in, these, in these stories. Yeah, I was really impressed that when they announced the the official go live version here, that they said that it is going to be available first of November. Because when they first talked about this Dynamics three sixty five this summer, I thought that oh well, in three to five years, then perhaps we will see something, and perhaps then it will be something to take a look at. But now it's like less than six months later and they're talking about here it is, here's how it looks, here's how it works, this is the apps and so forth. And I'm really impressed. Yeah, yeah, me too. In, 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 actually, in, in, the, in the session, they showed us a, a slide, uh, which is also on, on, already on some uh, public uh, blog posts. And maybe we should reference it also, in which we uh, really see the composition of, of the, the complete offering and, and where do you should position Dynamics 365. Yeah? So if you have that slide now somewhere available, yeah, um, then you should have a look at the bottom part. And there you see Azure, and of course. So that's that's like a bar at the bottom. Yeah, yeah. And Azure, you know, it's, it's like the foundation layer as far as I can see for this new application platform you know it's cloud built and you have power apps power bi and, and and flow and that common data model now the common data model it's an easy one Azure SQL um, providing you an, an, a data model which incorporates those CRM and, and ERP uh, dimensions <clears throat> and it's yeah cloud scalable okay so that's a very neat foundation and starting point. Now the, the enhancements again is like in Power Apps, you know, you have capability to quickly create yeah, point and click, you know, your own company mobile apps that relates to that common data model, for example, because it's integrated within the GUI and you can leverage it. Very nice. The same also applies for Power BI, for example, should be very straightforward and easy to get data from that common data model into Power BI. Once it's there, you can push it back onto a CRM form, for example, you know, embedding, uh, let's say, visuals from Power BI into Dynamic CRM or even outside on portals to, to give insights to your prospects or customers, for example. 
And of course, data is not really, um, let's say, uh, living in one silo. Sometimes data needs to flow from one system to another. So that's where you see that uh, flow mechanic coming in place, which you can automate certain integration tasks or, or data integrations. Really, really straightforward, simple, and easy to use. Um, and by the way, on a side note, that's just one typical kind of, um, let's say, uh, integration that you could leverage. Uh, but you also have logic apps, for example. Uh, and you still have BizTalk, but it all depends from where you're coming and where you're going. You know, I, it's my personal opinion because you have a complete scala of of integration possibilities, and and you want to service every need and every capability that is out there. But if you look at just the offering, then you should try to use Flow in this case. And on top of that, you have four larger components. You know, Office 365, which we all know. Um, then on, on, on that's the collaboration part, huh? roughly. Then we have you know that that data insights related pillar, Power BI, Cortana Intelligence, Azure IoT, um, a lot of neat stuff for verticals, horizontals, everywhere. And then you have Dynamics 365, in which, uh, Marcus, you'll find the, the building blocks or the, the, the common functionality that we know, you know, sales, field service, marketing, customer service, project service automation, and maybe let's say one, a little bit um, new one, uh, operation, which is effectively coming from the ERP uh, world and, and which for me is new because uh, I'll need to take some time to see how it works, uh, what's possible on mobile with it, you know. Um, there are a lot of possibilities there. And of course, a fourth pillar, all those rich ISV-related third-party business applications, you know. Um, everything you would like to integrate with Dynamics 365 or with Office 365, or which you would like to visualize in Power BI, you know. Um, it's, it's, as you said, open, you know, um, a very strong story. And if you are uh, an ISV and you're building, uh, let's say, application or add-ons, then you can, let's say, surface them um, in, in the Microsoft Apps source. And I think as it grows and as it is new, it will probably gain in contents and in depth. So I'm, I'm, I'm really looking from, from my personal point of view forward in, in seeing more and more and, and trying to test and, and use what, what's on the market also. But this app source, that's, that's like the app store for this Dynamics 365 then? Yes, but there is there is also more in it, you know. Um, if, if you take a look, you can you can search not only for Dynamics related products, but also for Power BI or for Office 365 or even for Azure in it, you know. Okay, so that's all of these three pillars, four pillars that you talked about. One pillar was the Office 365, the second one was the 
Dayden, that was Power BI, Cortana, and Azure IoT. And then the second, third one, sorry. The third one was the Dynamics 365. And then the fourth one was all the third-party business applications there. Yeah, yeah, certainly. <clears throat> and these are all built on the Azure platform and, and all of that stuff that we already seen in Azure. But this is sort of leveraging that and the capabilities that was in all of these applications before both ERP and CRM. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 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 correct. I think so. Um, and, and furthermore, um, um, in, in the last, let's say, two years, I tried following a little bit um, the Navision roadmap and, and saw some interesting features like um, an integration from Navision with Dynamics CRM. Um, as a let's say a, a new capability after the Dynamics connector, which I presume a lot of people will know, um, and and that's nice. But then at a certain moment, you also get those stories like, okay, you can use Navision with a uh, an Azure SQL uh, uh, database in the background. It's like, oh wow, amazing! And then you see, uh, for example, Project Madeira. Uh, Currently, I think only uh, in preview still uh, on a US tenant, but uh, I managed to spin up a, a trial, I think a few weeks ago, and I went for a small test drive through Project Madeira. And oh, it's, it's web-based, it's easy, understandable. You know, the navigation is similar, you know, it's- For those who haven't heard this Project Madeira, the sort of the headline for what it is then yeah it's 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 maybe the lightweight dynamics navigation you know uh, for smb uh could you describe, okay. could you describe it like that marcus yeah sure you can yeah, yeah. i think that i mean crm navigation in one small smaller package yeah yeah i think so yeah uh, of course i'm not a navigation expert neither an uh, AX or, or ERP expert, but, you know, I do like the capabilities of those those new kind of integrations and how it's being, you know, put in place for us as, as let's say, um, experts, um, consultants, and, and people who are engaging with, with customers that have requirements and needs, you know, and, and these things should solve you know, common daily, um, let's say, challenges we fa face. As stated, you know, integration, you know. I once heard, for example, that on a project, um, integration could be like maybe sometimes 40% of the work. You know, that probably that's not for each project. You also know that, but if you can, uh, let's say, I reduce that 40% to even 10% or 15%, you gain a lot. Yeah. I mean, I don't think I've ever been to a CRM project where there haven't been any integration at all. Mm -hmm. So there's always been some. Yeah. And sort of depending on, okay, sometimes it's a little bit more, sometimes it's less. Yeah, correct. And... You know, it's it's you know it started with I think uh, logic apps um, as a kind of um, 
framework in which you can drive some automation integration. And then those API connectors in which you then have dynamic CRM online connector. And, you know, once you have that connector somewhere as a, as a building block, you can reuse it, you know, uh, anywhere, like in Flow. And Flow then services certain scenarios in Power Apps. So even there, the, the investment of creating a connector, for example, is reusable across different workloads within a platform. And that's what I really, really like, you know, uh, because, you know, everybody can test it, you know, the web mobile developer, but even the more, let's say, technical developer that would be using the Logic app more, you know. Um, probably there should be some common ground in, 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 in what we see, because it would make more sense, you know. Do you still see that there's room for a developer in this new world that is not just point and click and customization type of work? Um, yes, certainly, because um, if, if, I, if I look at, at certain aspects or challenges that you see, um, you know, SDK is still there, you know, there is a lot of code there. Um, but I really appreciate the product group vision on, on how this SDK will evolve. Like uh, currently, yeah, you still have SOAP, um, but it's deprecated and you have Web API. But if you leverage the SDK, it will continue to work as long as you upgrade the SDK, you know. So once you are in SDK, you have a lot of capabilities, not only related to dynamic CRM, but also towards other APIs and, and, and let's say, .NET uh, capabilities. And that's something, the power that you have there, is not something you can replace one-off with, with just a point-and-click um, application or, or multiple applications. Even if it are multiple applications, then you still need the knowledge to do it correctly, you know? Um, oh. This is a, not a difficult one, but I, I think people who, who started with uh, information technology and really did the hands-on uh, zeros and ones and assembly and, and uh, you know the, the really in-depth work, the pioneering, everything that was related to that was already challenging. Um, as you see, and you create more abstraction layers around it. Uh, like a syntax, like a runtime, um, like a point and GUI click uh, framework or application, there is still complexity, but complexity is shifting in, 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 in other areas, like big data, for example. That's a complexity that is for us now like big <laughs> on, a, on a certain scale, but even you know, 20 or 30 years ago, if you would like to reference to it, you know, you, you, the complexity was more like I have limited memory yeah, and, and I need to make my program run within that limited memory. Now it's maybe we have a lot of data, but how can we make it actionable or how can we use it or how can we leverage it in, in, in other applications? So the applications that then drive, you know, the interaction with that big data also have their capabilities and not all of them are point and click there is like scripting or uh, R language for example on SQL server so 
there is still need for developers you know that that won't go away it's it, only the focus or let's say on, on how or where you develop maybe can shift left and right um, what do you think yeah i think that there will still be places for developers and and especially in these third party business applications because i think that if you want to make something that's that bring value to your customers you sort of have to do a little bit more than just take 15 minutes and do something in a power app because then that's just training instead of an actual application yeah yeah and and you know designing a good power app will take some training also i think you know uh, because you need to figure out all of the capabilities of that interface and and that framework you know that's also an investment area and i think developers or if you're it literate and and some and you have some uh, let's say uh, open perspective on things and some good logic uh, behind you then then it will make sense to use power apps for 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 these kinds of uh, let's say uh, uh, challenges or requirements of, of our customers but yeah you know the you can go also in in, in another direction you know xamarin uh, in visual studio okay that's that's development but probably the end result will have another um, target public uh, you know so yes we need developers <laughs> many i think yeah <laughs> Do you think that uh, this is going to be a, a sort of a loop here? Um, the thing I'm ref thinking about here is the power apps and, and perhaps the flow here. That in the enterprise, perhaps you don't want everyone able to do their own power app mm -hmm. and publish that and sort of you know, wreak havoc a little bit with their data and, and sort of, oops, yeah, I, I made a mistake. Yeah, it was really powerful. Yeah, it ripped through my CRM data. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> with, with great power comes great responsibility. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> so, no, I understand where you're going. But even, you know, first you need, I think, a, a common grounds and, and you know capabilities and you know what are you trying to achieve and if you want to uh, put in place a kind of framework in which you can quickly create enterprise productive mobile applications that can run across multiple platforms and, and form factors you know you're already solving one of those um, let's say business challenges that enterprises face so that that's good you know um but now you say okay you have that but how do you take care of security and probably when we go more in depth on on power apps on flow etc then then we will see that there is a roadmap then there are uh, current features in development for example and and probably that will be somewhere uh, surfaced so you can leverage that you know it's it's like you know look at dynamic crm and the security model 
Um, personally, I, I still have questions, you know, how will that work in the common data model? You know, um, it's, it's a fair question, but there probably will be an answer. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll need to look on and search a little bit, but in the end, um, we will find an answer. I'm, I'm certain about that. Yeah. And, and, and then I have another question for you is that, uh, what do you think is this the replacement for dynamic CRM 2016 that we were sort of anticipating with this new release cadence that dynamic CRM have had for a while? Replacing? No, I, I you know, CRM online is, is, as far as I can see, a part of the Dynamics 365 offering, um, except the naming is becoming, let's say, more packaged. You know, you, you have, you have, for example, sales, which you use sales automation, uh, which in fact uses opportunity, opportunity products, etc. But if you're only interested in customer service, then, you know, you take uh, 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 part of, of uh, a customer service app from the Dynamics 365 uh, offering. And then you can drive your customer service desk, for example. Of course, you can cherry pick here, but in fact, you're still using what we now call still CRM online, you know, uh, except it's, it's um, maybe, you know, rebranded as, as an app and it covers a certain functional area. Or application, you know, CRM applications, certification. Um, so th that makes it a little bit easier to understand what do you want, you know. If, if you get CRM, it's like, yeah, you need to explain what CRM is. And of course, then you explain sales, marketing, uh, service, uh, scheduling, uh, case management, you know, these concepts. But now it's easier. Huh? You, you, you take sales or you take customer service or you take... Uh, whatever you need, or operations, and then you land in ERP. I think it's more clear now, and you can get all of these, let's say, applications also together in, in, in a plan. So what I was thinking was that CRM 2615, that, was, that came two years ago now, that was downloadable, and you could install that on-premise. And then CRM 2016 came, and then you could download that again because the the the, the spring release of CRM 2015 wasn't on premise. Then CRM 2016 you could install on premise. Then again, the spring release you could install on premise. But this CRM 2017, there's never going to be a on-premise version for that, right? <laughs> no, don't think so. No, no. Um, oh. This is all speculation on our part, but what yeah. do you think? No, the, as far as I can see, if you follow the, the Twitter feeds from, from the summit last week, and I, I was checking up just before we, we, we met uh, from, a, from a, a community colleague, um, I think... Uh, Yuka Niranen, he was tweeting about editable grids, and and yeah, probably if 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 we have that major release each year, there should be one, you know. So there should be a release coming, you know. That that that's what what we 
know from 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 the facts or, or what what Microsoft told us. So I would think there would be like a new set that you can download and test again and, and just maybe there are some changes in the naming. Maybe it is called Dynamics 365 instead of Dynamics CRM. Uh, or it should be. I, I would be, let's say, uh, blown away <laughs> or um, amazed if there would not be, uh, let's say, a, a new downloadable server version. Okay, so that means we will have to see. Yeah, but I, I, I should be there, you know. <laughs> I think so. But anyway, um, that there is a distinction between um, functionalities, you know. Uh, CRM on-premise uh, on contains, you know, the data model as is, as you know it, um, and 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 that's already a great offering. But what you see in the new functionalities, and and that's why I reference again to the the blog post that we've seen. There is a lot of features related to intelligence, yeah, which in the background are driven by by Cortana on, on one side, but also on on data that you can, yeah, uh, let's say, uh, acquire or uh, put available um, just besides Dynamics CRM in Azure SQL, for example. And these, let's say, scalable SaaS, PaaS solutions or functionalities, uh, we see them first released always on CRM Online, you know, or now Dynamics 365. And, and sometimes these features also make it uh, to on-premise, you know, IFD. But, but certain features are certainly not possible um, on on-premise on, on installations. But I think it's also a question of the market. What do you want to see also maybe on-premise and if it's feasible? Um, just an example, voice of the customer, 80% as far as I can see of the architecture behind it, are Azure services, you know. Um, uh, let me think, there is cheaper storage behind it, like uh, table storage, I think, for um, capturing the unfinished surveys, because that storage is cheaper than SQL storage. And when um, a customer completes the survey, then that data gets lifted to the more relational data store, where it can then be relationally processed, you know, aggregated. So the feedback at that moment is then pushed back to dynamic CRM in the CRM data model. So all of these background services in use of voice of customer, you can't install them on premise because it wasn't designed as that. It's cloud architecture. It's using Azure building blocks. And that's also, as we discussed about developing, a new kind of uh, architectural model that you have as a, let's say, designer or developer. You have a lot of nice features. Also one that, that you see in, in, in the new features or preview is uh, Azure Search. 
uh, you know, relevance search kind of stuff, going more uh, in depth with, with dynamics. That's really interesting, you know. But it's, you know, using um, Azure on an intelligent way, and I really like these kind of new applications where we are taking the product with, uh, or Microsoft is taking the product with. So what I what I was thinking when I saw these releases here was that perhaps that they were going to use the Windows Azure pack. So that's a download that you can install in your own data centers and they give you sort of the Azure but on premise then or some partner hosted sites. Yeah. And and it contains some but not all features of the yeah. Azure, some some that are uh, let's say, I think maybe scalable on on, on that data center level. You know, um, it's it's the same with with another also like it's like a, a service fabric in, in Windows Server 2016, which is also um, um, you know the, the the Microsoft's kind of microservices architecture. You know you can leverage that on, on, on Azure infrastructure as a service, but you can also, if, if you have your own data center, leverage in your own data center. So that, that's, you know, a kind of feature that has been announced, I think, last year also yeah. by, by Scott um, uh, on Build or on Ignite, I don't remember anymore, where he demos really the, the large-scale scalability of, of what you can do with this microservices approach and how Microsoft was already using this in, in, in the background of a lot of services. So there are certain things that are clearly also meant to be, you know, on, in, in your own data center. And then Azure Stack, as you say, is, is also part probably of that hybrid story. And hybrid means, again, Marcus, integration. And what do you need for integration? Developers. Also. <laughs> no, okay, wrong answer, wrong answer. <laughs> no, developers, of course, that use, what do they but use? Perhaps, uh, was it network bandages or no, what was your, fer- what were you referring to? Yeah, I don't know, logic apps, flow. Ah, okay, yeah. Um, you know, that that's the web and mobile, let's say, a roadmap uh, for integration. Uh, by the way, there is a nice paper on that, publicly available, in which Microsoft explains the integration roadmap. It's, oh, let's say it's not outdated, it's, it's quite relevant still, yeah, it's still relevant, um, in which they explain the, let's say, enterprise integration on, on how they see it, and how they see the web and mobile integration. Because <laughs> If you're a developer in mobile and web and you need to integrate, would you be looking at BizTalk? Perhaps, if you, I mean, yeah, maybe perhaps. It depends. But, yeah. but if you have something like Flow or Logic Apps? Yeah, then probably not. <laughs> yeah, you see? So that, that's a um, blog post or paper. Um, I, th- I think it's a small paper, a few pages, explains you know, um, that roadmap on, on integration and why they they put in, you know, logic apps, for example. 
and why we still see or use BizTalk, for example, and, and how BizTalk also evolved um, as, as part of those logic apps, you know. So let me share it uh, with you and, and the audience also as a link. Uh, could be maybe interesting yeah it could then that's good just just paste it to me and i will be sure to add it to the show notes so what did you think about this sort of the the separations here that they were talking about this business apps it was like sales customer service field service product project service automation, marketing, and then operations, something like that, right? Well, field service, you know, as a, as a, as a solution in CRM online, um, sales, you know, of course, um, customer service also seems like to be apart from CRM. Yeah. Project service automation also, uh, as a, as a yep. available solution. And, and yeah, and then of course you, you, you still have. A few other options like operations and finance, which is really uh, dedicated to you know ERP. So that for me that's new, probably for you also. Um, and of course uh, the the marketing uh, part, where um, they they mentioned uh, Adobe, for example. Uh, yeah, what's up with that? Good question. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, I, I've seen. Uh, was it maybe a year ago there was already a kind of public announcement on, on, on a kind of partnership and as far as I've understood um, from from what Scott was telling and, and how they see it, you know, Adobe is really taking an investment also in, in Microsoft uh, on, on Azure, you know, moving their, their clouds, uh, let's say deployment or infra on, on Azure building blocks and that was I mean, that's really amazing i think it's a very nice uh, relational story that that shows that there is a lot of openness from 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 microsoft if i look at it at it from a let's say external viewpoint uh, so that means that uh, the the former dynamics marketing that's out in the cold now i have no clue whatsoever, Marcus. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just that I, I'm guessing here as well that they didn't say anything about that and the preferred is now Dynamics. No, sorry, that's Adobe Marketing is the preferred. Mm. The, I've seen some, some stories about it, but, you know, rumors. Let's A wait. meme or two, perhaps? Hmm? A meme or two, an animated GIF with sort of a funny uh, text on it. Mm -hmm. Making f no, no, no. Okay. No, I haven't seen that one. <laughs> okay, but uh, let's let's have a look at, at at some of the 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 new features, you know, to round up because I think that's what we're still missing. What is coming new? Yeah. So top three or top five uh, features that uh, you would like to to try out for real? Oh, well, the first one is a relational um, uh, in relationship insights. You know. Yeah, you you mentioned that one before. So yeah. so headlines here. Yeah, headlines. What, what was it about if if we have forgotten that now? 
in, 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 the, in the demo, you see um, actual, uh, let's say, accounts that, that you as a, a sales uh, service, you know, and you get um, in, in the grid or in the, in the view, you get, um, uh, let's say, a, a, color, a color code to show you if the relationship with that customer is positive or negative, you know, uh, green or or red. And you also see in a in a second column the trend of that that relationship with that customer. Yeah? Is it going up or downwards? And I was really amazed, like, oh my god, finally! You know, so, we, so they're sort of uh, gath gathering the data from the rest of the Office 365 into my Dynamics 365, and that oh. sales. So I in Outlook can sort of gather and see CRM data and the others in sort of a Power BI view straight into Outlook? No, it's it's not even a Power BI view. It's it's just a CRM view in which you have two additional columns. You know, you can see that in, in the demo. You know, you, you see color in it and you see an arrow pointing upwards or uh, horizontally or downwards to indicate what the trend is of, of that relationship. Is it going in a good direction or in a bad direction? Based on, on the fact that you have interactions or not, probably. No, I don't know the details, but in the end, if you look at data, you have data, you have Office 365, you have Dynamics 365. What's the correlation? You know, this is the answer. It's relationship insights. You know, if, if I need to uh, let's say summarize it in, in, in one sentence. It's maybe not the best summary, but it makes sense to have that kind of summary, you know. And, and that's I'm, I'm really looking forward in, in testing that. Uh, and, and the other one that I've seen, and it was, yeah, sure, next one, yeah, please, was just um, I think a little bit after that from um, I, uh, I think it was a, a pub. Um, organization an organization in the UK that had I don't know 500 pubs uh, over the over the country and they were uh, or they had implemented with, with Microsoft um, customer insights if I'm not mistaken and uh, what they showed there was like a kind of power BI um, high level uh, let's say uh, dashboard on a customer or on a bar, you know, and you get like widgets like KPIs and some nice visualizations on uh, how the bar is running, but also what the customer is experiencing. Yeah, uh, and before they had this, every customer of theirs was like a, a unknown. You know, you go into a bar, you order something, you consume something. And, and, and afterwards you pay and you leave, but you know, what's the actionable insight expect uh, that you know that there was one entry and there was some consummation and, and, and the till is correct, but there it ends. These guys, they, they, they asked the customers to subscribe. Uh, I don't know if they got a, like a member card or whatever, but anyway, if, if they go back into the pub, they can be identified, and from that moment, the let's say the guy who is uh, pouring out the drinks, you can see what the favorite drink is of of you, Marcus, for example, uh, visiting 
the bar and it can be one of the bars that that company is running so if there are 500 doesn't matter which bar you come into they know what your favorite drink is for example and i was like okay this is really amazing you know and and it's also mobile you know it's not only on a, on a computer screen or a tablet screen it can also be on a on a, on a on a smartphone that you can get those insights uh provisions you know very tangible information on your customer and reusable um, same thing also from that relationship assistance um, a lot of businesses run or have uh, let's say a point of sales and i saw a point of sales dashboard in which we also identify the customer you get some uh, let's say administrative um, data from the customer but also for example uh, we saw uh, the wish list of the customer. Probably he went first online on the web shop, put some stuff in his wish list. But in the end, when he comes into the store and we identify the customer, we already can see what the interaction was on that other channel, you know, the web shop. And we can also learn from his uh, prior, let's say, uh, consumption or, or things that he bought in, in, in our store what his preferences are, you know, even for retail, if you mostly buy, uh, let's say, blue shirts or orange shirts, Marcus, then yeah. <laughs> you get, for example, already a recommendation to say that there is, for example, something new in, in, in the stock uh, or in the new collection that could be yeah, interesting for this custom, customer. So it's all about customer experience, you know, to enhance that. And I really, yeah. really like that. So if I can sort of rephrase that, it's trying to gather a little bit more data about the customer, but even more about presenting it in a way so that it's easier to take action on it and see, okay, are we improving or is it getting worse? And and get everything actionable, like you said. Yeah, certainly, certainly. And, and it's only, you know, these are just two examples of, of what they showed. So, yes, of course. So the third one then to, to complete your top three looking forward to feel. Oh, I'm, at this moment, I don't have a third one yet. Just I'm still exploring, you know, but um, yeah, no, uh, relationship insights and, and customer insights. I think it's top two, and and then you know the complete offering, probably you know the common data model, the integration on how it will be working. You know, um, that's that's something that 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 will be like you know, uh, completing uh, the story. So, from my personal perspective, uh, I would say this is one of the most impacting releases ever. I think you know, on. on on possibilities and on, on functionalities and and yeah each year you see yeah it's tremendous amount of things to to take a look at if you want to be and sort of try to get an expert opinion on everything but that's <laughs> that that's gone right oh still try to do it but you um, still try yeah but from the dynamics CRM perspective, you yeah. know, 
um, and and you know war stories. Um, um, yeah, <laughs> let me share one. No, we're we're out of time here, so that's for next time. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, I can I can give you just one more tip. Um, yeah, um, please. No, no, two tips, and I share I'm, I share these always. Um, there is, uh, and and we'll know who listen to this you know podcast, and then they know that we we said it. You know that. Uh, if, if somebody would like to come back on it and they say, yeah, Philip, I heard it, uh, <laughs> I could say, okay, uh, I'll, 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 I'll treat you a beer, for example, if they come to Belgium. Huh? Um, yeah. Firstly, um, we talked about integration roadmap. There is also a blog post, I think, from the, the SQL team uh, on, on reporting roadmap. And they also address you know, the different things, you know, Power BI, SSRS, um, Excel, um, uh, even data set, you know, the, the mobile kind of stuff. Um, and it gives you some insight on where you can land certain requirements of your customer. So that, that's a good one. And I'm thinking of, a, of, of, of the second one. Um, and I lost it. Don't quote me. Yeah, that's a really good cliffhanger for next time then. Uh, 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 Marcus. <laughs> yeah. Uh, just let me think. And the latest, uh, Marcus, is um, a white paper uh, released uh, by, um, I think, a few people of, 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 of the Dynamics product group somewhere last year on how to build, you know, um, Dynamics Serum Online uh, design patterns and principles, how to adapt them or, or put them in, in execution. So they they really take a look at what we have been doing for years with Dynamics CRM, what we call on-premise, and how there are certain thresholds or limitations on certain parts which you need to take care of when you're shifting from on-premise to the cloud model. Yeah, and it's it's not a technical paper. It's it's really an, an easy and understandable paper, which just explains you which things you need to take care about or think about and how you can solve them. Yeah, and and solving certain of those maybe you know problems or requirements could be that if you have long running codes on CRM data, that you would not host it somewhere in. Uh, shared resources on dynamic serum, you know, whatever on-premise or in the cloud, but you externalize it somewhere on Azure in a in a in a in a web app, for example, or a web job, or a function. You know, very good uh, paper. Voila. That's it. Yeah, that's really good, and we will be sure to add that to the show notes. Everyone that's looking for it can find it easily there. Yeah. Okay, thank you for your participation in Serum Room Rocks, Philip. Yeah. And thanks to you who are listening. And don't forget that you can subscribe to Serum Rocks. Just search for it in your favorite podcasting app and it will be right there. Thank you.